they my water's off in my building and for mm. some reason like it's not like i need a ton of water first thing in the morning but it's it's been just enough to like unravel my entire day like it is the first domino that tipped over all of the other dominoes of my day walk me through these dominoes oh it's just like i gotta do this podcast and then i got a zoom meeting right after this mm-hmm. and then i got a doctor's appointment right after that and then i gotta like do other stuff tonight and so it's just like being a little late for this Right now means that I'm going to be a little late for everything else for the rest gotcha. of the day. Gotcha. You're a night showerer, no? Yes. So, I am. so, so today's water was affected and how did it directly affect? I'm not challenging. I'm just asking for information. Like I couldn't, uh, like I couldn't make coffee. That's uh, what I, I couldn't thinking. like, couldn't make coffee. I couldn't like just get a glass of water. I have, so like, there's a little no bit water. From... It's not that you're, there's no water. Left. And it's oh. also, it's also like, uh, it's the way they're doing it is fine. It's off for only like a half hour or 45 minutes or something, but I didn't wake up until it was already off. And I forgot yesterday that they yeah. told us they were going to do it. And it's the half hour before we started our podcast. Sure. So it, it, it has been a, a very minor inconvenience that mm-hmm. because of the way that I jam back my days yes. from beginning to end, which now is bad I yeah. and I shouldn't do it, it has, yes. uh, you know, sort of destroyed my yeah. Carefully laid plans. Well, Nicole, this is, I believe, back to back episodes where I broke a glass right before we recorded. So, Uh-oh. I don't know. Maybe it's good luck. I feel like that episode was a corker. Uh, That's true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was doing dishes and I was spinning a plate vertically and that went crank right into another glass that was in the sink. Mm. So, at least it wasn't on the floor. I didn't have to sweep it or anything. But boy. That it's not a fun. It doesn't make you feel good. There's yeah. no way to break a glass that doesn't make you feel stupid. Or uh, wait, Jewish weddings. I think you're fine. Well, sure, that's fair. But is it a glass? I think it's I think like it's a like special a chrysalis thing. thing. Yeah. Every time I break a glass, it feels like this like big horrible yeah. event. Even if yep. it's like it's just uh, we never really use that glass anyway. Who yep. cares? But it's like, but I broke it. Yeah. Zenny was like, oh, it's from the Goodwill, and we just got a mug yesterday <laughs> like it's already been yeah. replaced don't worry about it but just like ugh. we're the apartment that we're staying in is furnished because all my shit is still in storage uh-huh. in new york which i gotta now figure out yeah uh but it came with all the like glasses and cups and everything so every time i've broken something i've just gone to goodwill and replaced it but yeah. i don't I ha- it, like yeah i don't want to get charged for glassware when i leave the sure. apartment my landlords oh, are nice so i don't think they will but like that's interesting I, is that i didn't realize that fell under fully furnished well, this unit, I think in general, is supposed to be for like people are he- who are here for like a month to go skiing. Um, mm. So it's it's you know it's ba- it's gotcha. basically like a hotel where there's no like cleaning service. Although we have turned it into a disgusting apartment yeah. over the course of the past year. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't want to like I don't think they'll nickel and dime me, but I also don't want to go through an itemized sure. bill of every Absolutely. glass that I've broken. And speaking of skiing, this is Real Big Fix. Yeah, I'm podcast. Nicole and this is Fesh. Yeah. And this is our podcast where we don't just criticize bad movies, we also rewrite them to be better and bring out the potential. And this week's movie is the 1990 film Ski Patrol. Not Ski School. Not Ski School. Not Ski School, which I almost watched. Oh, I'm glad you did it. This would have been a bad episode of the podcast. I hit play, and then I paused it, and I was like, let me check the text again. 
and then I did, and thank goodness I did, because I would have missed out on Leslie Jordan and George Lopez and uh Yeah, others. Leslie Jordan was, uh, we'll Crushes get into this, it. but I think he was Crushes the shining it. light oh, of absolutely. this movie. I mean, there, I'm hard-pressed to find a context that Leslie Jordan isn't the shining light of. <laughs> yeah. Just the presence of that man, you're just like, yep, I'm all in, this is good. Yep. Oh, Martin Mull um, is also in this movie. Yes, Those are uh, Martin Mull is also in this. Uh, Paul Feig is in it. Oh, sure. F- four um, names. There are your four names. And I'm a big Paul Feig guy. I'm just saying uh, not not as much known for the old uh, acting as he is. Sure. And in about. this movie, it was also like, fine. It's, you know, right. everything about it is sort of fine. Yeah. Um. The So this director has apparently had, oh, my God, he's had a very storied career. Uh, he directed 17 episodes of All That hey. and 52 episodes of That's So Raven. Hey. Uh, 58 episodes of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. We got Hannah Montana, Corey in the House, The Sweet Life on Deck. And in terms of movies, yes, you got On Deck, uh, you got the That's So Sweet Life of Hannah Montana, which apparently was a mashup. Okay. Uh, R.L. Stein's Mostly Ghostly and I'm looks like an inspirational piece of trash called Miracles. Or the girl who believes in miracles. Yeah. So, But he also directed the pilot of Sister, Sister, which is... Uh, well, there you go. Just watched that recently. Big. Yeah. So he seems to be... Oh, God, he did the Amanda show, too. So he's apparently done a lot of children's TV, yeah. but the only like movie that I can see, aside from the girl who believes in miracles, yeah. is uh, Ski, Ski Patrol. Patrol. Yeah, so Ski Patrol uh, really feels like an afterthought uh, of a movie in a lot of ways. Well, I was going to say, well, sorry. I was going to say, I think this movie is ahead of its time. Okay. Because it saw Tubi TV coming <laughs> 30 <laughs> years out. <laughs> they okay. S- they saw, uh, you they know, saw just, Tubi, they, they were like, someday there's going to be a gonna, subscription service. Yep. Not a free you can subscription watch, You can service. watch yeah. movies for free, but with ads. But even if you subscribe, it's with ads. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason to make an account other than to help you continue watching if you stop halfway through. And, uh, and but it that is, is who just, this movie is for. It's just up in the air. It's just a have on in the background yep. while you're doing dishes. <laughs> no. Yes. And it, uh, it feels like an afterthought of a movie in a lot of ways, not the least of which is the Wikipedia plot summary, which is just this. There are some ski school instructors who ally with an evil land developer to try to sabotage the ski patrol and convince the Forest Service to cancel the owner's lease on the ski area. At the end, though, the leader of the Forest Service wises up to the evil ski school scheme and everything backfires. I mean, truthfully, every Wikipedia summary should be that long. Like, just that's what I need from a summary. If I want to read the movie, I can find other ways to do that. But like... It's yeah. it's very short, it's and it's up. also clearly written by somebody who saw the movie once, like ten years ago. Yeah, <laughs> who like, kind of like just what somehow stumbled on the Wikipedia article and was like, "Why isn't there a summer here?" Fuck, and then yeah. I went to edit, just like I don't know this, but somebody should yeah. fix this. Uh, I don't know. There are some ski school instructors who ally with a land developer. Um, yes, so uh, I, this is another movie where my eyes just kind of slid off the screen at sure. multiple points during it, so I'm probably missing big points. But this is I texted you this. But in the same way that Nothing But Trouble is a movie where in describing it, you're like, I should have loved this. That is a little bit about how I feel 
about Ski Patrol. There's so, so much in it that I should have yeah. been all about. I just finished watching it on Tubi TV. I'm sorry, listeners. Today is the last day to watch it on Tubi TV. It's off Whoa, tomorrow. Whoa, really? Kismet. I can't believe we caught it. I, I yeah, I'm happy it did. I gotta say, yeah, I think it's kind of, again just as a not paying attention kind of thing, just looking up from your phone every now and again, could be a whole lot worse. But yeah, it has nothing to it. The fact that we have to go wait—is it Ski Patrol or Ski School? Mm-hmm. Is it Ski School Two? Is it what? I, like, it, there's nothing that you it, that is in it that you go, well, you have to see this. Yeah. Besides Leslie Jordan's performance. That is the only thing. And again, there are other Leslie Jordan performances I mean, in the world. Paul Feig dances a lot. and I got to save my recommend. Uh, well, yes. Paul Feig as it. Tina Turner. Sorry. That definitely, yes, is a must-see and is only in this movie. But yeah. we'll get into recommendations later. There, There is a different movie that has that, but also, not Tina Turner, but the dancing, that also uh, does what this movie should have done a lot better. It, IMO. <laughs> okay, we'll get to great. that later we'll get to that later right so things that i liked about it are uh th- there were just like long scenes of just like people skiing and yeah. doing tricks yeah. and stuff like that which i liked they uh they um i mean leslie jordan i really liked of course now uh, i i i feel like it was an oddly sweet movie where like the villains weren't dropping other f-bombs there was no like rape culture overtones which feels like a sub uh, you know a, a symptom of the subgenre yes uh weirdly the paul feig thing is about like hey man just keep doing you and things you know just be confident and be yourself and it's gonna be great yeah and that's never like he's never punished for that he casually mentions that he's never had sex and it's like okay well you'll be fine and it's it's not what yeah. i expected from this style of movie so I, i'll give yes. that credit as well um, so to give like a, like a more specific plot description, uh, it's the other thing about this movie is the plot is a little bit all over the place. And my real big fix for this movie is have like an A plot storyline yeah. consistently throughout around which all of the other storylines yes. are based. Uh, this almost weirdly felt like, uh, like, a like a love actually, or like a new year's <laughs> Eve where there were a lot of different storylines <laughs> happening. Uh, absolutely. But, but it wasn't uh, created that way. So I think one way to do that, which is also plays into, I wouldn't say it's a big, but my one big note, my one, my one note, therefore it feels bigger, <laughs> is no audience surrogate. There's too much familiarity amongst everybody. Like, yeah. The history is just baked in. And that's cool because it, it doesn't have a lot of exposition dumps that way. But I still feel like, well, if you knew this guy this whole time, you should have seen this coming. Why is there a problem? Like, wait, why is today the day? Yeah. Whereas if it was like I'm new to ski uh, this, what is it Mount? What is it Mount? I don't remember. High? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but like, <laughs> just I'm, call it the mountain. Yeah, I'm new to the, the mountain ski resort. Uh, so and again, it doesn't need to be people stopping, going. Let me show you around the place. This is whoever, whatever. Like I like that we kind of get to all that stuff. Uh huh. And maybe the maybe the new guy doesn't need to be on the ski patrol team, but like, it feels like they just knew Martin Mull was gonna try to take over one of these days, and now today is the day. Whereas I feel like if they all didn't know the guy as much when it came yeah. in, it feels much more immediately like, wait, what's all this then? Well, and this is this was less of an issue in the '90s, uh, but now, um, like, there's a big issue in ski towns of rich 
property developers just buying up everything and and obviously this is an issue happening in every big city in america the difference is in a ski town there's literally a finite amount of space and Mm -hmm. housing because you're on a A mountain mountain, uh and so that that means that like like people who work at restaurants, people who run the ski lifts and stuff like can't afford to live there. And so that's going to create a crisis. So it feels like it, it would be very germane to the world of the story to have this guy come in. Oh no, a new guy. Have him be a totally new guy. Have him be some oil baron from Texas, which has its own like ski town implications. Uh, uh, and and he comes and he wants to buy things up. Yeah. And maybe, maybe don't, I know it's hard. And again, we can't really recast, but like, I don't know. I sniff out Martin Mull. I'm like, okay, so this guy's an asshole. Like, that's the semiotics you're sending me is yeah. in this culture. Not Martin Mull is inherently an asshole, but just like mm-hmm. he's a stiff, whereas we're all cool, radical dudes. Like, yeah. So immediately, I, I'm not on board with this guy being involved. So I think there could be more of a fake out where it's like, Pops is like, hey, um, these guys are coming. It's good for everybody. They're paying us a buco bucks we're all gonna make more money yeah and i think because because the ski patrol is all about like safety which by the way we we only barely see well and finding eye contacts oh yeah sure there's a whole scene where a hot girl loses her contact on the mountain and everybody (laughs) drops everything initially i thought it was a funny joke yeah i thought if we just threw if we just went like cut away to something and now we're time jumping to the future and we don't worry about it again funny but when it is like we're gonna watch them look for it like that takes the power away from the joke that it's yeah i get it it's a needle in a haystack i don't need to watch the guy look for the needle exactly um fuck what was i gonna say uh oh yeah so ski patrol is like it it is about safety It, it could be something as simple as like one of the lifts broke like the opening scene is like a chairlift breaks and they have to evacuate everybody off the chairlift this is gonna be good for everybody this new guy's coming in with more money he's gonna you know, update our uh, our safety equipment. He's gonna give you guys new skis and snowboard. He's gonna He's gonna bring us one of these uh, computers. <laughs> yes, they do everything else by hand. Yeah. Now, Iceman, a computer is like your sound system, but if there was a screen as well, and oh, it could collect yeah, God, data. I forgot about that character. So, uh, he's very much just TK they're trying Carter to have him be it. the guy from Police Academy. It's like you're, yes, yeah, you do the impressions. You're funny. We like you. But also, he sings. Well, uh, I, but so, the singing, the, the impressions, guy, so. but the impressions are within singing. He does a yeah. thing where he passes yeah, yeah, it yeah. off to Michael Jackson. He passes it off to Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Um, geez. What, Again, ahead okay. of its time, before the Wheel of Impressions on uh, Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. So yeah, uh, absolutely, and before a lot of black people were allowed to go skiing. So um, hey, so this is a culture I don't know anything about. So you will need to guide me it's, through it, all it, of until, that. Until I would say, until recently, it's been a very white and the, I white, ass- white, 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 I assumed white that. Um, but I, I, I do just mean in general. For instance, like. Uh, George Lopez, what an entrance. But well, George Lopez, uh, <laughs> his job is explosives expert. And I don't know, even after watching the movie, <laughs> what that means. It's So they you have to trigger avalanches at uh-huh. ski resorts because if, like, if you make the avalanches happen, then you can... Right. Like, then you know when they're going to happen and make sure nobody's on the mountain. Whereas if you don't trigger the avalanches first, then they'll kill people. And so they use dynamite to do that. How regularly would that happen on a given season? Depends on how heavy the snowfall is. But, I mean, you'll hear 
I mean, probably not daily, but it, but at okay. least once a week. But fairly common. Okay. Yeah. No, it, 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 there's a lot of snow in this movie. It never snows in this movie. <laughs> Well, it costs a lot of money. It costs a lot of Absolutely. money production-wise to get, I don't 100%. know. 100%. Cornstarch? I don't know what they use for snow well, in movies. Yeah. Well, now it's just digital. I, I saw a movie that I like, but uh, that takes place in a wintry town, and the snow was digital. And you can tell because when a guy walked onto a porch, he had no snow on him. <laughs> they didn't digitally put the snow back. That's the, like, it's not a big deal. I am becoming my dad a little bit when it comes to watching movies, I've noticed. I'll just lean uh-huh. over to Zenny and be like, are those trees in that area? Ah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, it's just little things like that but uh okay so that makes sense but to me i was just like i i, I, I they say something about avalanches and i think they cause one at one point or they try to cause one at one point but it's been tampered with so he shoots further a different direction than he wanted to or something the weird Maybe. gun thing was this, was this the point when leslie jordan was like hanging off the side of a cliff probably okay it, it's much later. It's after all of their shit. Like, these guys are revealed to be true villains because they fucked with our dangerous equipment. Uh, yes. Now, I think you you can't... Like, the, it's got to be Chekhov's explosions expert, right? If you, if you have an explosions expert, then the solution to the problem has to involve an explosion in some capacity. Well, there is a way to do the fake out that they... <sighs> like you said, this movie's too light and airy and bouncy. It's a hangout movie to, in a, mm-hmm. to a certain extent that if it was more plot driven yeah you could still do the thing where it's like great he's our explosion expert and he's gonna do it and it didn't work because of some other thing and that's kind of what they do here but it's not timed in a way that make nothing feels urgent in this movie yeah at all (laughs) like i don't know what the time crunch is i i it's just like it really feels like just a conversation needs to be had what uh, if it's what if it's that the Olympics are coming? It's great. The Olympics are coming. Somehow this tiny resort landed the Olympics and fuck all like we like this is such a huge or undertaking. A How are we gonna get Yeah, yeah, maybe the Olympic trials. Yeah. Because the Olympics would be so big that yeah. maybe it would be too big for this movie. <laughs> Could um, you imagine showing up your first day to work and finding out? Oh, by the way. Yeah, the, the Olympics, Olympics are next are week. <laughs> The, yeah, that, it turns out uh, L.A. was uh, ride, busy right? that week. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so we're doing the Olympics yeah. here. Um, okay, okay. So uh, the Olympic trials are happening. Uh, they got to, like, uh, get into shape. So the other thing in this movie is there is the ski patrol and then the ski school. And the ski school guys hate the ski patrol guys, but the ski the main character is, uh-huh. like, in love with a hot lady ski school instructor. Uh-huh. But the, ski, the male ski school instructors hate him, but also the lead villain ski school instructor looks almost exactly, exactly like, like the main guy yeah. to the extent that there His were times in the movie that I didn't know what was happening. Lighter, I want to say? It's, I think he's more blonde, yeah. but they look the same, which could be a funny gag about yeah. how like everybody in ski towns has that sure. sort of Norwegian vibe. Well, I do think that doesn't... So one thing I also did find charming about this movie, but it's no one's credit or blame, is like, there's just this level of earnestness that will never be possible again yeah. to be in any type of movie where it's like, it's cool that Iceman is singing Do You Love Me? We like that <laughs> song and we like Iceman. This is good. <laughs> there's no, like, even though he's doing the impressions and stuff, there's comedic, whatever element to it, but he's not like, could you imagine if somebody played an air guitar? That'd be goofy. <laughs> saxophones are silly instruments. Like, no, we think saxophones are cool. We're going to set our ski montages uh-huh. to them. 
So, uh-huh. so there, I do think a joke uh, about that is very much from a lens of the future to be like, yeah, that's how things were back yeah. in the late eighties, early nineties. Whereas this movie is very much just like, imagine if somebody flexed their muscles, they'd be cool, right? Muscles are cool. <laughs> It's cool to be able to do things good. <laughs> like, and it is ultimately, but like, I don't know. There's just, and that's what I, I think is interesting about the Paul Feig character. He's the one guy who's still like figuring it out. Everybody else here just like has it. And he's like, yeah. Ah. So Paul Feig in this movie is a guy who wants to be on the ski patrol, but he's failed his ski patrol test every year for like five years or something. Uh, and at the beginning of the movie, he once again fails uh, pretty bad, like it, it, <laughs> dude. Probably he shouldn't, shouldn't be, be on ski, ski patrol. <laughs> and there's nothing uh, wrong with that. Yeah, not all of us can. Uh, like you're allowed ski, to come to the mountain. Still, it's okay. <laughs> you can yeah. still hang out. Work at the cafeteria. You still yeah. get the lift pass. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so the, that's the other thing I think we have to deal with is there's just like so many characters yeah. in this movie. Um, but the central conflict conflict should probably be the thing about. Uh, the developer trying to take over the resort and also it like involves the forest service in some capacity it does or it should <laughs> it does hmm. that that do you remember the one lady it's like we yes, know yes, that she's yes. a she's that a real stick in the one. mud because yeah, she's like... wearing a uniform and is like a little bit butch yeah so that's how we know she's bad yes. but and i feel like they have that element of like oh you used to be cool three years ago and i'm like we didn't we don't need that just it's okay that she's an anonymous uh antagonist it's okay just i frankly think we can lose her altogether sure uh it's just pops is gonna sell the resort to martin mull great uh and martin mull i think at first has to make it seem like it's a good idea it's a good idea they they like get him get them new uh fucking uh snowmobiles they like get them new cool jackets uh they get george lopez some kind of new explosion uh, explosives uh they get Iceman a new boombox <laughs> um they they even they even get paul feig like i don't know they get him some sort of like like maybe a nice there's a t-shirt a nice patch yeah, a nice for your bag a nice t-shirt or it's like if you go to like a national park, there's like the Junior Rangers program right, where right. you get like a little name tag or yeah. something. They, he's like on a the junior, airplane. Yeah. a junior ski patrol, and then like pan over and it's like a line of children, children who yep. are also Absolutely. junior ski patrol. Absolutely. So so he starts off by giving everybody everything they want, and then I think there's a I think somebody obviously needs to like get an inkling that there's a problem. I think one way that might be fun a big plot line in the original movie is Leslie Jordan, very small, very small man, <laughs> boy is he, and and. They, uh, as a prank, they give him pills that the promises that they'll make him grow. And uh, one day he wakes up in a tiny house and he's like, I grew too much. (laughs) I'm huge. It's great. And then he stands up and his head pops out of the building and you realize that it's Santa's village. And then it's a question of like, okay, so did for this prank, did you recreate Leslie Jordan's apartment inside of the Santa's village? I think they did, yeah. That's a good prank. I genuinely loved that thread. It disappears halfway. Like that's the finale, and it's halfway that's through the finale. The yeah. Movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, but one thing that that maybe could happen is Leslie Jordan is very small, and because of his smallness, he's gotten stuck in a box or something, okay. and he overhears a conversation that he's not supposed so, to yeah, overhear. So yeah, that is another thing I did like about it. I was like, well, so they knew Leslie Jordan immediately, and they don't mm-hmm. like Leslie Jordan, but it is it's seemingly a love. It's not like 
we absolutely hate this he's guy. There, he's their no-nonsense boss. Right, but he's not like, fuck this guy, we gotta get him out of here. That's Martin Mull. Yeah. So I did appreciate that kind of, you know, not so subtle, but still shades of gray, where it's like, we're gonna yeah. save his fucking life. We love this dude deep down, yeah. but we love messing with him even more. Yeah. So I did appreciate that. So I do think you need to introduce, or maybe Martin Mull can just simply be this guy, or there's a new guy, but who is, like... Leslie Jordan without any of the cuteness without any of the respect I'm not like yeah they try to pull a prank on him now this and he's like immediately yeah. shuts it down and yeah. it's like cool you are all are waking up at 2 a.m now to go do all of this stuff every morning you know what I think fits into this genre would be like so Paul Feig is this character who can't do anything right but they're like he's our friend and he dances really good. Yeah. I think they keep him around and then Martin Mole's first order of business is to get rid of You're this Paul the crew. Feig get the guy. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Yep. You don't bring anything to the table and they're like but he's the heart and soul of our right. no, we don't need heart and soul. This is a business. There and then you Paul go. Feig has to like go work at the dump or whatever. Yeah. Uh and and that is maybe their first inkling that something is a miss here good yeah and then there's like more and more regulations like like they shut down like this cool tree like this cool run with like a a bunch of cool tree wells and you can kind of like uh go off piste and stuff and shut it down for like safety regulations or our our conflict is uh letter of the law versus spirit of the law i think so yeah that is like yeah, heart and soul doesn't matter. You have to follow the guy. You have to follow the rules. And also, uh, like, like I think maybe they do th- certain things that are dangerous. Like, maybe they take out the, like, slow skiing signs on the green slope because it's like, people come here to go fast. But then they put in safety rules that don't. Right. Like, that that make the... But do you know what I'm saying? I don't know that I'm, like, totally articulating No, I, I do. I'm just trying to... <sighs> put it through the prism of uh, authorita- authoritarianism where it's sure. like so in that case it would be like arbitrary rules right it's like oh we see him out with a a, a ruler or a dipstick or a thermometer yeah. it's like because this is x we have to do y but it's like so on the border that it's like not only unnecessary but yeah could potentially be dangerous the other way because when we wrote these rule books who we didn't think we'd have to deal with this specific type of thing yeah and then I think also, like, there needs to be a bigger, like, not ulterior motive, but, like, there needs to be sort of a bigger conspiracy along with Martin Mull. Like, maybe his ultimate goal is to shut down the ski resort altogether right. or uh, uh, so that he can build a water park or something. Right. Um, and then it's like, but we already have all of the thrills and spills that we can handle right here on the mountain. I mean, I think maybe it's Good Burger. It's just, like, he's going to commercialize it. He's going to... Sure. We're going to strip everything that's folksy and special about this place. Great. And turn it into a mega church version of. Of the ski ski, town. Ski town. Great. Yeah, that's better. We love Shubies here. We love. It's going to be tourists. It's going to be, you know, we're going to. It's not about skiing or soul skiing. It's about money. Don't don't get to my recommendations <laughs> before before it's time. Um, we might have the same recommendation. No, that's uh, here's the thing. More and more lately, I'll come up with one, one recommendation, and then through talking about the movie, be like, oh, I guess that's what we're trying to make this into. So it might be a recommendation. Yeah. So yeah. And then and then so then I think you just get a lot of scenes of the ways this town is changing for the worse. Right. So and not using, just the mountain, but the, the town. Yeah, using the characters we already have, like now Iceman isn't allowed to like 
do his cool impressions. It is a little bit of an S Club 7 where he's not allowed to sing funky songs. He has to sing Tie a Yellow Ribbon Around the Old Oak Tree. I didn't and, know that was an element of S Club 7. Ah, the pilot episode. <laughs> oh. they, they S Club 7 goes from England and they move to Miami, which is like a cool hip yeah, town. And they get, they get a job at this hotel who's... I, it's been a long time since I've seen the pilot, but I, I seem to remember the general manager there being almost like a Jerry Stiller character, okay. stick in the mud, uh, who's like, eh, the people who stay here don't want to, they don't want to see they any want standards. You, you, music. They want standards. They want to do tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. And then they sing tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. Uh, and people hate it. And then they're like, you know what? We're going to lose our jobs anyway. Let's do it our way. And then they sing an S club seven song and all the old people at the pool are like, this is great. And then, <laughs> And then they become the resident performers at this weird hotel in Miami because they sang, uh, you know, don't, uh, 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 don't stop yep. that one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so anyway, that could be what happens to Iceman, uh, who is uh, TK Carter in this movie. Right. Uh, what if for Leslie Jordan, it's just for like, he has to work in a store with stuff on high shelves. <laughs> they just put everything on high shelves and he can't reach any of it. Sure. Um, Great. I think also just by virtue of him no longer being the head honcho is enough for him to be like, all right, yeah, I, I'm true. annoyed by Kramer and his f- crew, but these guys took my job. It could also be like, you're short, you have to dress up like an elf, <laughs> you know? This is I, I think these can, can work together where it's like, you used mm-hmm. to be in charge, not only are you not in charge anymore, you're being the most, you're given the most degrading of yeah. all of this. Yeah. So that's why he's willing to look past all of mm-hmm. the pranks that were pulled on him before and helped them bring down these new guys. Yeah. Uh, okay. Is, is that, are we all caught up? Do we need more examples of ways that the town nope, starts I think sucking that's good. now? Okay, great. So then what? Then they come up with a plan. They're like, we got to get this guy out of here. Oh, also, I would like to keep, there's a fun little bulldog in this movie who's sure. like a... Dumpster, I believe, is his Dumpster. Name. And, and Dumpster's a girl. Uh, oh, God bless. Yeah. Way to go dumpster. Girls can be dumpsters. <laughs> but uh, the dumpster's like trained to like in the opening scene, dumpster lies down behind the hot lady ski instructor's Jeep and almost gets run over so that the main character can rover and be like, you almost ran over my yeah. dog. Let's kiss. Um, and uh, like dumpster later, like dumpster continually bothers Leslie Jordan, but then later saves Leslie Jordan's life right. by like bringing him a rope while he's falling off a cliff or something. Uh, I just want to keep dumpster. Sure. In it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. And I think one of the one of the things that happens is Martin Mull says dumpsters gotta go. Yeah. Ski resorts are no place for dogs. Or it's like we have, but no, 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 no. Dumpster can stay, but we, you know, he, she's just got to stay in our, you know, special facility for canine, uh, whatever. And it yeah. just it sucks. It just is. Again, it's authoritarian it's and yeah. awful and so we can have a little runner of that little couple of non-verbal dog runner vignettes throughout love it and then you get like and then you get like a hot boy dog and there's like a little yeah. dog romance that happens at the tag to the movie um, dumpster brings the dogs beers <laughs> <laughs> yeah dumpster organizes their own like dog uprising yep. and then of course martin mull has like a purebred poodle right. or something and Boy, do they ho- hoist that poodle's <laughs> petard. And it's and it, it, they're just fucking animated features at this point. There's just <laughs> we just cut to dog world and it's a separate thing. <laughs> Lo- okay, I love that. Yeah. So here's my one complication with this. If this is the Olympics, you know, we got to win with a ski race at the end of this bad boy. But how does uh one of the ski patrols people uh becoming Winning, entering the Olympics, 
mean that we get to keep the mountain. <laughs> so I, I'm could not be, saying it's it impossible. Be, I'm just trying to figure it out. It could just be prize money. It could be that there's some big purse associated uh-huh. with the ski race and uh if the you know ski patrol got and and then there's some backstory now about how like you could have gone to the olympics yourself but you didn't want to right. because you didn't want to compromise the the like your love for the sport or whatever or you know? that was the smoke stream but it's like he's scared because of some injury he had that he is healed up he is 100 percent, but mentally he can't come back from the fact yeah, that he, and he became ski diamond. patrol because ski patrol saved him yes. after he crashed in this huge right. race is there who's the famous skier Peekaboo Street's way later, right? I think Peekaboo Street would be about this time. Let me see. She won the Super G at the 1998 Winter Olympics. Yeah, so, probably too soon. And she made it, well, she made her World Cup debut in 1992, so she probably would have been on the scene. Let's see. Famous skiers, 1990. Oh, boy. This also feels very, again, genre cauldrony of just like, Oh, this famous skier used to be Ski Patrol. So even though sh- they have the, con- the 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 sponsorship of these evil new corporate people, when they get there, their heart is still with Ski Patrol, and so they help okay. screw over. Frenchman Pierre Tardivel made is. his uh, made the first of his three sided Mount Blanc descents in, in 1990. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll pick him. Uh, sure, uh, but yeah, the point is still the same. It's like we've got this sponsorship. They've they've got the sponsorship with this guy. There's no way our little crew is gonna be able to whatever. But it's like, wait, this guy loves Ski Patrol. But maybe yeah. he wasn't on Ski Patrol back in the day. But again, Ski Patrol saved his life. Yeah, saved his life day. or whatever. Yeah. And now he's like, no, I'm teaming with these guys. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, I love that. And uh, and then and then somehow. Paul Feig has to like come into play in the race. And finally he proves himself as like a valuable member of the team. I he's mean... like, he's like skiing down with like the, the litter for like injured uh, skiers. And somehow he like crosses the finish Here's line first my or pitch. something. Here's my pitch. Okay. We keep the Tina Turner segment. Maybe put it a little okay. earlier in the movie. Uh, for listeners at home, the Tina Turner segment is, I don't even know how the talent show came into play. George Lopez gets arrested because the bad guys plant evidence on him and they need to pay for his bail. So how are we going to do that? We're going to win this by winning the talent show. Okay, so there's a talent show and and Iceman sings, but they're like, but we need somebody who can dance. And earlier at a some sort of barn dance that was being held at the ski resort, Paul Fig proved he's really cut a rock. Which is weird because you never saw any shots of his face while he was dancing. I will say uh, that the, stand, the, the stunt guy is very convincing as Paul Feig. It is. Though. It is. They definitely tried to yeah. match his body much closer than I've yeah. seen in other movies. But and so then they, they're like, we need somebody who can dance. Well, Paul Feig can dance, and so then they dress him up as Tina Turner, which is uh, again shocking that in a small ski town you could get a full man-sized Tina Turner costume. Yeah. On such short notice, <laughs> uh, and and uh, he he and Iceman cut a rug. It's and, great, and they win the talent contest. And again, there's no joke. That's like you're weird for doing this. Why yeah. are you? It's guy? like whoa, this it's is in, cool. And it's in fact what a show. It's like the final thing that gets him the girl. Uh, yeah, she finally the hot, the foreign, hot European yeah. woman. Tiana, she she finally is like that. She was already smitten by him, obviously, but this is the thing that gets her to kiss him. It's it's nice. Yeah. So I think what happens is, uh, the heels, uh, Nancy Kerrigan, somebody, uh-huh. uh, and there's an Ooh, empty spot, an empty spot on the team. Maybe that person was Tiana, was okay. the foreign lady, and s- suspiciously she shows up to the contest, 
And as we get rolling, we get closer. We get a nice wink under those goggles. It's Paul Feig in drag <laughs> as Tiana. Yes. Yes, that's it. Yes, perfect. Um, okay, great. So they win the ski race, and then there's this huge amount of prize money. So, so we have to put in some sort of legal mumbo-jumbo about, like, this guy is going to be able to place a bid on the resort if they can't pay X amount of federal land taxes by yeah. X date or whatever, some sort of the dialogue you it, don't listen again, to. It that, might as well just be, uh, <laughs> I go, okay, yeah, sure. It's done. It worked. Great. Uh, and so, uh, and so they do it, they pull it off. They get the, the big cash prize and they're able to save the resort. But, uh, uh, you know, then there's also the the personal question of like, will he also get the girl in the end? Right. Uh, Which yes. I don't feel like they ever. I don't know. To me, it kind of felt almost Back to the Future like, where I'm like, they're dating already, right? Like, what is? It truly yeah. at, at the beginning of the movie, it seemed like he was trying to trick this new woman into dating him, yeah. but then they also already knew each other right. and seemed to like each other, and also it didn't really come up plot wise. And they in the both movie at all. just have these late '80s faces of just like. I don't know. Yeah, the neither actor of them could is be like replaced halfway through the movie, that... and I wouldn't notice. <laughs> yeah, so I think maybe at the beginning, I mean, she could be. What if we change her and she's now like either Martin Mull's daughter or she right. is? I think she's like a rich kid who comes in when they start to change the resort and is like, mm, "This is what skiing is," and then he shows her like, "No, skiing is about soul. It's about like." It's about like trying new things. There's like artistry to it. But then we have our all is lost moment where he joins the other team. He sells out because of that. For yeah, a, for, a real team know. pup and suds uh, moment. What is that? It's from Brink. Oh, okay. It's been a long time. Sorry. <laughs> you were talking about soul skating, I know, and but you don't remember soul no, skating. No, I don't. I, I know. I do remember that. I do not remember Team Pump and Suds. I'm sorry. No, he's on Team Pump and Suds, and I don't remember the name of the bad team. Right. Uh, but Team Pup and Suds was like the good team because they were sponsored by a local dog wash. It opens with a suicide machine song. Uh, the dad says hell at one point. These are the things I remember about Brink. Sure, it's, sure. It's, I support Brink. It's just been a long time. The kid, well, the chubbier kid, or at least rounder face kid, has a shirt that has like the red, yellow, white cords on it. The girl has to wear a dress to the first day of school. Oh, yeah, she hated that. Also, the guy who was, like, the evil guy in was, Brink. went like on the, to be is, in Be uh, Beauty and the Geek. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But he had, like, with a face like that, you can only be cast as the bad guy. Right. Like, that was always going to be the role he was going to yeah. play forever. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Again, it's a movie that I'm sure I will remember everything that, as it's happening when I watch it. But in terms of yeah. what I can pull, that's it. Uh, sure. But yeah, so we think he's going to sell out. Uh, and again, just like at the last minute. Now, but wait, why is he going to sell out? Is it because he thinks he's finally going to get a chance to like redeem his his ski performance? Yeah, I think it's multiple things. It's 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 that. It's uh, money. It's the girl. Uh, mm. He has bought into the notion that no, 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 no. If them buying the mountain, you know, is going to bring more money to the place, which allows us to do what we want more. And Got the it. guys have to be like, more of this. And it cuts to George Lopez, you know, giving a mas foot massage to a shitty white woman or something, you know, like, yeah. she's like, this is what you want the mountain to be. Cool. Okay. And so then he he's like, no, I can't do it. I got to stand up for myself. And then he puts on his ratty old crappy ski yeah. patrol jacket because he, he's abandoned the new high tech ones that Martin Mull bought right. him. So one thing we have not addressed, but we have to address, and I just can't crack at all. 
is a character who I believe is named Suicide. Oh, Jesus Christ. How could I figure out? How can I forget about this weirdo? Okay. So at first. It, so, what so, the fuck is this? Okay. So there's a character who initially I was like, oh, is this what they thought snowboarders were in right. the 90s? And then it's just like, no, he's just weird. <laughs> um, just a weird guy. And I genuinely don't know if I'm supposed to think, oh, he's just another freak like us. He's a misfit like us. Or if it's like, stay away from that guy. He's a fucking freak. Yeah. Okay. I don't so know. We first see suicide. Is it Leslie Jordan? Leslie Jordan goes out to knock on a rocking like, trailer. Yeah, and this guy Suicide comes out, and he keeps shouting to the other guys in the trailer, and he says, they want you to come sorry, in. Sorry, man, the band was just a rockin'. The band was just a the rockin'. The band was rockin'. And he's like, they want you to come in. And Leslie Jordan's like, they want me to come in? Uh, and <laughs> Yeah, they and, want you to come in. Me? Come in? Yeah, you should come in. Me? Come yeah, in. It's this is really, truly the dialogue yeah. in that scene. Uh, and so he goes in, and then it's just this guy Suicide who's wearing like a leather jacket with like studs and stuff. And then two fucked up mannequins, like, like with like Halloween dolls. masks on yeah. them. Yeah, like life size troll dolls. One that he is does named the Slaughter, for. and one is named Buried. And I think <laughs> Buried is where we get some of our light homophobia. I can't remember a specific line, but there was something that was like, mm, we can lose that. But yeah, uh, I mean, w- we could lose the whole character. Well, sure, sure. Uh, but but, uh, uh, but yeah okay so we see so we're like okay this guy's a freak who thinks that the two mannequins he lives with are real people in this trailer but then he and starts then, to wear them on the side of his face yeah so like earmuffs so he he we see him snowboarding <laughs> later and he then does he does seem to exist separately from the movie for most there, of it it's wild <laughs> and so, okay so he we see him snowboarding and he's put one of the troll masks on one side of his head and one on the other side of his head and when he does their voices he turns, he turns their head as if he knows camera. where the camera is is yeah <laughs> as if it matters and then he like out of control snowboards down the mountain at one point he gets stuck in a tree and the the trolls do the voice of like i think we're about to fall out yeah i think we're definitely <laughs> about to fall out and then they and then it, he plummets it's like what is happening and then later he steals like a paraski thing, which is like uh, it's like a pair of skis that are attached together by a bar, and there's a big sail on them. Well, there's also um, rocket skis. We forgot. To oh, I forgot about the rocket skis. skis. <laughs> <laughs> but but like a big like horrible moment in the movie is when he's on the parasail thing, and he's wildly out of control, and he crashes into the. A uh, hot lady ski instructor, and her ski gets attached to him, and he's out of control, and he's pulling them both down the mountain. Now, if you're a ski instructor, the the obvious solution there is just like safely fall, right. just like sit down and safely fall. <laughs> but right. they but they don't do that. Nope. Um, and then they like go down the mountain, and then is it our main character or is it somebody else? Uh, the main character whose name I don't even remember, Kramer. Kramer. Uh, Jerry Kramer, which is a very funny oh, pre-Seinfeld oh. mashup. Uh, well, <laughs> Seinfeld's happening, but it's not a big enough deal for... Was that... Seinfeld 1990? I thought I it was until 91. I think it's 89. Oh, wow, okay. Um, okay, so th- they didn't get the message that this is uh, already a I Again, I just don't... It's like the same thing as, as like... And the woman's name is Ellen, which is very close to Elaine. Oh, oh. And George Lopez is in it? Come on. <laughs> Um, they say hello to a new man that they meet. 
So. And also, wait, uh, Banya, the guy who plays Banya is in this. That is, yep, Hold that's up. right. Wow. This is practically Seinfeld the movie. It, it, okay, new pitch. <laughs> Seinfeld the movie. So yeah, we got to figure out what to do about suicide. We could just take I, him out. Of I know the movie. we could. I but I, I there's something that is like when I said earlier, there's nothing unique to this movie. I'm like, wait, we forgot about suicide. Suicide, suicide is unique yeah. to this movie, and suicide should even further exist outside of this movie. He should not interact with a single soul until yes. the gun goes off at the end, and he quietly. Nobody realizes somehow saves the day and they still yeah. think he's some just weirdy wacko who lives in a trailer on the mountain. But he quietly was responsible. Again, not for for the what final. What if he is this thing? insane yeah. psycho the whole time? Like unhinged, uh, like still does the thing with the masks yeah. on the side of his head. He seems even more kind of like unstable and not like kind of in the world with the rest of them. Right. But then while the ski race is happening, we just see him like in an office very quietly, like <laughs> crunching numbers and being like, okay, well, uh, uh, if we, uh, according to this, he's like a lawyer or something. He's like, according to this federal land statute, then. <laughs> well, no, what it is, it's him going, ah, I can't make heads or tails of this. Buried, can you help me out with this one? He turns his head <laughs> and Barry crunches the numbers. And then Slaughter's like, no, you got to do this and that. And then that's how they figure yeah, it out. Yeah, and then they're it. arguing about legal precedent, yes. about whatever. And so he is this, like, very high-powered lawyer that just nobody knew about because he's out of his mind. And we and it turns out he's, like, the last ancestor to the owners of the the original owners to right. this mountain. And, but he just chooses to, to live the way that he does instead of taking care, like, interacting yeah and then at the end they're like wow uh wow suicide you really helped us you're totally part of our crew now and then he's like i'll never be part of your crew and then he like gets in a hot air balloon and, flies away or something. And, <laughs> <laughs> and just disappears yeah. yeah and then we never see him again yeah that's how you do suicide yeah love it um okay anything else we need to fix in this movie so uh i my dad is very weird in terms of uh He'll flip around on cable and then he'll just stop and just he'll just watch twenty minutes of a movie, and then My dad fuck does off. That also, <laughs> I'm like, okay, so that ski school was one of or ski patrol was one of them, you know, fifteen years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I would remember that is because of George Lopez. I'm like, wait, George Lopez was in a what? Okay, yeah. Uh, and then I think I conflated this with another movie, or Tubi didn't get the music rights, but. There, I have a, a guess, false memory of a, a, a of during one of the ski montages, uh, Mitch Ryder's version of "When You Were Mine" by Prince playing, and Ooh, I don't remember. And I loved it so much when I was in the room as my dad was watching it that th- I put that in Annie Hall too. One of our montages is scored to Mitch Ryder's version of "When right. You Were Mine" because it fits. I just it's such a perfect montage song and it's about something but it's airy enough that it doesn't it's general enough that it doesn't matter. So, mm-hmm. if I was wrong and it's in another ski movie, God bless. If I'm not, if if it was in this but Tubi just didn't clear it or whatever, that's good too. But we, in our version of Ski Patrol, Mitch Rider's When You Were Mine plays over one of the ski montages. That's my last note. Yeah. Aside from that, I don't think I have anything other than I want to keep all of the, like, a little bit too long montages of people just skiing Skiing. good. Well, that's what I said during (laughs) the Most Assassinated Woman in the World montage. Like, show us the thing so we know why these people Mm -hmm. care about it. Yeah. And, yeah, this this movie weirdly does do a good job of that. There also is weird scene where i think there's like a fancy party happening and then all of the staff of the ski resort oh the rats during it oh i forgot about the rats yeah 
we could lose the rats. There's a there's a whole scene in the movie where the ski uh, ski patrol staff is keeping rats as pets, and then at the fancy party, the rats show up, and you got to shut them down because of a health code violation, which t- doesn't seem necessary no, to the plot that's already that's... happening. But then also at that fancy party, the entire staff of the ski school like goes tubing down the mountain or something, yeah. and it's for some reason that's a problem. I think we lose that. Yeah, great. I agree. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to ask Google for uh, budget and box office info because I haven't been able to find the budget anywhere. Uh, but the box office was $8 million, $8,533,000. That seems solid enough. It does seem quite solid. Yeah. Um, I think we would do better, Okay. but not much better. I think, uh, let's see, we're at 8.5. I say we'd, we'd be at 9.2, $9.2 million. Hell yeah. Yeah. Good for us. Um, okay, Fesh, what are some of your recommendations? Heavyweights. Okay. Paul Feig dances in heavyweights, and it's it's about, again, this place is run by sweet old people, Jerry mm-hmm. Stiller, uh, <laughs> and Ben Stiller comes in and takes over, makes it very authoritarian, and ruins mm-hmm. what was magical about it. We have to have an uprising to come fix it at the you know with the help of Paul Feig. Uh-huh. And it's four years after this, and it, 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 it's, it feels fully realized and uh you know uh, it's it's still a family friendly movie but it's a disney movie in fact but it like pushes that meter up a little bit with some dams uh-huh. and some hells and this movie okay. is kind of the inverse where it's like clearly a pg-13 movie but it, it, it's like in the porky's fallout mm-hmm. but it's not so bad like it, <laughs> this is a very horrible example but it was like this is the kind of movie when i'm just flipping through Tubi tv I'm expecting someone to lick an icicle to then find out, not icicle, a popsicle, to then find out that that is someone's semen. It's Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and this movie's not that to its credit, but there are scenes where it's like a husband is like helping a woman put on her skis, and it's like, how does that mm. feel? Oh, it feels okay. Then they get knocked over, and they're not in a position that really looks like he's performing cunnilingus on her, but that's the intent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, so there's stuff like that where it's like, again, it just it, it, there are just spikes on the graph that feel off. Right. As opposed to, whereas Heavyweights is a family-friendly movie that uh, the spikes aren't nearly that high, but like it's throughout. They're like, it's, it's the bodier-ish kids movie that Disney's going to make. Yes. Uh. And then, yeah, you know, I said Good Burger earlier. Sure, let's throw Good mm-hmm. Burger in there. It's a similar yeah. concept. Um, uh, and then whatever ski movie features Mitch Ryder when you were mine. <laughs> <laughs> might be Ski School. Uh, speaking be. of Ski School, before I get to my recommendations, I did look up Ski School's Wikipedia page, yeah. and this was clearly written by somebody who, like, some sort of aggrieved film nerd. Because uh-huh. uh, it says... Uh, uh, film was released theatrically in 1991. Later that year, it was, re- it was released on video cassette. In 2007, MGM released the movie on DVD. Despite the fact that the back of the DVD says the film is presented in widescreen, it is actually presented <laughs> in pan and scan. <laughs> Hell yeah. Also, I just did some quick research. Hot Dog the Movie is what features When You Were Mine. Hot, Hot dog, dog the Movie? The Movie. Hot Dog the movie, 1984. I believe there's an ellipsis in between hot dog and the movie. Wow, skiing. I have never heard of this. Shannon Tweed, David Naughton, Patrick Hauser, James Saito. So apparently whatever channel my dad was flipping through was like, we're doing all the 80s, 90s ski movies this weekend, and that, that conflated in my head. It's Every ski movie I've looked up has like a two and a half star rating. Has there yeah. been like a truly great 
I don't think so. Ski movie. I mean, the ones here's here's what I'm going to recommend. The first one I'm going to recommend is Out Cold, sure. uh, which I think is sort of the best of the fine movies. Now, is that skiing resorts? specifically, or is that snowboarding? Snowboarding. Yeah. But it's. I mean, it's. Uh, just in terms of like capturing the vibe of a ski resort and sure. the quality of the jokes, I think Out Cold is a little bit better than Ski Patrol, although not much. Uh, Hot definitely Tub Time more Machine. Likely to, both of these movies are definitely more likely to have cum popsicles, I'll say that. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I would kind of be shocked if Hot Tub Time Machine didn't have one. Yeah. But again, Hot Tub Time Machine is the ironic take that I was talking about. Like It's yeah. about people traveling to this movie. And yeah. referencing and, and commenting on this movie from within, uh, mm. so that, that 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 that's just what I was like marveling at. It was like, oh yeah, this isn't just a postmodern setup. This used to be the it, genuine there, article. This used to be a thing, yeah. Um, uh, and then of course, uh, your Disney Channel originals, Brink and Johnny Tsunami. Tsunami yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm sure I'm missing at least one, but those are uh, uh, those the are Disney the big Channel ones original movie. Uh no other just other recommendations oh okay but uh, oh I'll go ahead and count um shoot what's it called uh better off dead I'm gonna count better okay. off dead have you seen better off dead no I wouldn't say it's a ski movie but skiing they race for the win uh, they ski at the end to solve the problem at the end but right. it's also a very weird movie it's uh uh very heightened. It's played realistically, but then surreal things happen throughout. It's fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll go with Better Off Dead. Okay. I uh, I don't think I have any, although I did I did just real quick Google surfing movies because I think there is I think there is one that I just can't remember. But the first one that came up was Carrot Tops, Chairman of the Board. Well, he's surfing on the – he is a surfer in the movie. It's not a surfing movie. Uh, yeah. Rip Girls, Blue Crush, Meet the Deedles. Uh, Meet the Deedles also came up. Um, what else? What else? I don't uh, know. There's the Penguin one where they're surfing. I can't remember what Surf's that's up. called. Oh, Brice Denise is a French movie with uh, Jean Dujardin where he plays like a French like Hell version yeah. of this fucking that's good. dude. Uh, I like that. It's, it's funny and stupid. Uh, yeah, Soul there's Surfer boy. is an inspirational tale. Yeah, but that's not yes. totally. I'm just listing right. Surfer movies. Oh, off there's the also dome. okay. Wait, there's also the episode. It's on Disney Plus now. It's like one of the old classic Disney cartoons where Goofy goes skiing. Hell yeah! Uh, and he just fucking Mr. Beans it up. He does Hell everything yeah. wrong. He tries putting his pants on over his skis. What are you doing, Goofy? Goofy, what are you doing? Why would you think that would work, Goofy? Well, to, to in Goofy's credit. He does it live in a reality that is fairly elastic. Yes. <laughs> that things can squash and stretch. So it's not totally out of the question that if needed, say if you were <laughs> falling from a high place and pants were out on a line drying, that sure. at the right angle, his skis, skis could, could fall through in. the legs and go in. Okay. To Goofy's you know credit. What? Yes. But I mean, that's really... Uh, I mean, he he wasn't falling. He definitely I know, just I tried. I'm to just put saying, the pants in a world where the physics the are very different, it's yeah. I could understand why you would think. Uh, the Simpsons episode where uh, Flanders has a ski suit on and his butt looks very uh, good. Ah, sure, in stupid, it. stupid, sexy Flanders. Yeah, yeah. there's another one. <laughs> now we're, yeah. we're literally just listing anything with skis. I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what think... about uh, you? Could watch uh, the X Games. The X, also, there you go. Is, is skiing a part of the X Games? Yes. Oh. Free, freestyle skiing. Freestyle skiing. Yes. Racing got... is, is in the Olympics. Correct. 
And then it's like its own. It's like how figure skating is in the Olympics, but there's also figure skating has its own. Yeah, gotcha. Championships and stuff. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, okay, great. I, I am. Uh, I'm done. Okay. Uh, anything else we should add? No, I think that's it. Okay. Uh, stay tuned for our uh very special real big fix oh, Boss yes. Baby Two commentary track. Yes. Uh, when is is Boss Baby Two out it's yet? Two days from now. Two days from now. From okay, recording. I'm gonna be out of town, so I'll be. have to. Uh, I'll have to. Well, let's talk about that off mic. We'll yeah. talk about that. Off. I think people at home love the logistics. No, no, no. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm sure they're excited to know it's coming. In terms of scheduling when we're doing it, I don't think they need to know that. I mean, they might. Yeah. Uh, okay, everybody. I've been Nicole. I've been Fish. And this has been real, real big, big fix. fix. Bye. Bye.